always tell you that you're on my mind Here you go, being selfish with my time That's voodoo, hey That's voodoo, hey Don't I always tell you that you're on my mind Here you go, being selfish with my time That's voodoo, hey Hey guys, welcome back to Block Channel. We're back for episode 63. It's been a really fun season so far. We've had a lot of really awesome guests, a lot of really high quality conversations, especially that last one with Vinay. Um, actually, uh, and, and no harm to Dean or uh, the previous guest, but that one, that one really sort of like rocking it up. As far as like listening, uh, Vinay always brings it. Uh, yeah, yeah, Vinay really brings it. Very eye opening. Even even my girlfriend was listening, and she was just like, "Man, that was pretty good." And he closed it with the whole "hang in there" thing, and it really gave me hope. <laughs> and so I was like, "Cool." I was like, "Well, let's let's keep that up and have more good conversations." Um, so that said, and today on the show we are going to be hanging out with Ayo Akinyele, uh, another really awesome engineer in the space, cryptographer um, from John Hopkins. But we'll get more of that in a moment. Um, and of course, we are hanging out today with D and Dr. Petty. We got both of them. This is great. Um, and I'm I myself. I'm hanging out here in Hawaii, working on my tan. So it's awesome to be able to be able to be mobile and do podcasts everywhere. And you know what what you lack sometimes in audio quality really makes up in, in overall life convenience. I will say that. Um, but that said, Petty D, do you want to just go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience for number sixty three? 63 episodes. I've probably been here for about 60 of them. So Dr. Corey Petty <laughs> here. You know me. Yeah, man. You're outpacing me. I've been here for like, what, 40 of them. I don't know. Two thirds. It's D here. Uh, good to be back. You know, I, I recently tried that Call of Duty beta. And I know I usually talk about video games at the top of the show. I wanted to bring that back. <laughs> it's, it's it's amazing. It's really good. So What's, what's the new Call of Duty called? It's called Modern Warfare. It's not very original. Exact same, <laughs> I've heard of one exact, like that. <laughs> exact same title they've had for 10 years. But let me tell you something. This one's actually modern. So, yeah, this is pretty good. Good to be back. Awesome. Thanks for having Glad to have you back, D. And, of course, as I said, you know, we have uh, Io from Bolt Labs here today. And before we get into the cool tech that he's working on and sort of digging into his mind uh, about privacy, zero knowledge, and all that greatness, um, let's let's first like understand who we are, who he is. Excuse me, um, Io, can you give us an explanation on, you know, be be personable on your your background and kind of like where you're from, uh, and so we can kind of more understand like where your mind is and, and you know how you fell into the space, and then we'll talk more about your friend. Cool. Uh, so really glad to to be on the show. Uh, I've actually been been following since I found out about it uh, in April uh, when I met Stephen, um, and you know big fan of what you guys do, uh, you know, appreciative to, uh, of the opportunity to come on and, and talk about uh, what we're doing at Bolt. Uh, but before I get into Bolt, uh, at least uh, I can you know, tell you how I got into this space and uh, my background. Um, so I come from, like, as, as you said earlier, uh, Johns Hopkins uh, University. Um, I uh, did a bunch of uh, work in the crypto space. Crypto meaning cryptography, and uh, I focused around you know how to transition uh, theoretical ideas into practice, and you know I combined you know the theory with my uh, background in software engineering, um, and 
and trying to basically lower the barriers for a lot of the academic crypto uh, to be used in the real world. So I spent a lot of time developing tools uh, and techniques uh, with uh, some of my advisors at Hopkins uh, around, you know, uh, encryption, uh, signatures, and, and, and zero-knowledge proof-related uh, protocols. And so I got a taste uh, quite early on. Uh, probably around the time uh, Bitcoin was first created. Uh, I'll be honest, I was a, a skeptic um, back then. Um, I, I, I was one of those uh, that like thought it would never work, and I'm, I'm uh, happy to, to see that I was wrong. And but like when when I uh, when I graduated from Hopkins, uh, I pretty much you know went in the other direction uh, in terms of like doing a, a startup around. Uh, like data security, and this was not uh, related to crypt uh, cryptocurrency at all. Um, and so this was around like 2013, uh, and so I, you know, did some work for the government uh, around like commercializing this kind of encryption called attribute-based encryption. Um, it's it's been uh, well documented in an academia, but lot not a lot of people have been using it uh, in the real world. And so because I had spent a lot of time working on this in the academic setting. You know, a couple of my advisors wanted to uh, try to, you know, build a commercial library and and try to, um, you know, profit from uh, this academic work. Um, and so, you know, this took about four years. Uh, you know, things never take, uh, you know, the time that you think. But like, it was worth uh, the amount of time that we spent on it. Um, and I'm really proud of of that work uh, because it ended up becoming open source. Um, it's called Open ABE, uh, and uh, it's being used by uh, academics and uh, folks in the industry, you know, for various purposes. But the the main idea is, you know, how to do role based access control where you um, remove you know the access control piece from software and and move it into cryptography where you have you know very uh, fine-grained keys that give um, access to users uh, based on content that they want to access or the role uh, that they've been assigned in some organization and so it's it's a it's a clean mapping of uh, access control and confidentiality in a way that you know um, that 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 doesn't lead to collusion problems like if I satisfy, if you, uh, if you and I wanted to um, access some piece of data that neither of us could access individually, like mm -hmm. you know, with public key cryptography, you know, this problem uh, arises because we could essentially use, uh, we could combine our keys to try to uh, essentially, you know, decrypt that data. And so, collusion is a real problem when it comes to um, access control and, and uh, cryptography. And so, attribution encryption was one way. Uh, to essentially deal with that problem. And I say all of this to say that like, this was my first foray into how to take something that was uh, well studied in, in theory and building mm -hmm. a real uh, commercial library that was usable and you know hide, hit all of the complex aspects of um, using that idea. Um, and so I did some other work uh, academically, but like this was the one thing that I was, you know, uh, intimately part of that, you know, uh, that that ended up being uh, funded by the government. And so after um, this work, I you know, was approached by uh, Matt Green uh, and Ian Myers, who had already, uh, this is around 2017. Um, mm -hmm. So they had already like did some work around um, lightning and you know, how to uh, basically do private payment or anonymous payment channels. Um, and I can get into you know, what problems that they observed, um, but like mm -hmm. that was my first introduction into like uh, working on a cryptocurrency type of startup.
or, or project. Because mm-hmm. uh, my, my previous experience uh, in this space was in like 2015 uh, when I worked with, um, I, was, I was doing a lot of security audit work uh, for various companies. Uh, and so my first project actually was with the uh, Bitcoin core developers. Uh, they had um, uh, Peter Wool and, and Greg Maxwell were working on um, a constant time AES implementation that they wanted to make p- part of the, um, the Bitcoin core. Uh, code base and and so they needed um, someone to just audit uh, you know that that code and so I I found out about this project through one of my colleagues um, and I was interested and intrigued um, at this point uh, I was kind of uh, coming around uh, to the potential of crypto uh, of Bitcoin and and so I saw this as an opportunity to to contribute and use my uh, expertise in terms of you know cryptographic engineering um, and software uh, development to kind of help them um, you know with you know checking the box that this this piece of code uh, was you know correct and met the the objective um, and so like I spent some you know about a month or two working with them uh, wrote a report uh, essentially the the the, the goal was to like, do a formal um, verification of their code um, against, you know, a, a formal spec of AES that was known to be, um, that was known to be like correct and secure and free from mm-hmm. constant time attacks. Um, and, and so this was a code base that again was well studied. And so I basically uh, compared their implementation using compilers and programming language techniques to this formally verified version. And so I was able to prove it, wrote a report for them, and that was my first opportunity to get paid in Bitcoin. Um, and I tell mm-hmm. you know a lot, people a lot uh, this particular story just because it was it was my first missed opportunity to acquire acquire Bitcoin when it was cheap. And so I opted <laughs> for cash. Um, no, I don't know. <laughs> Not so cash. I don't want to. Uh, throw my, my wife under the bus, but I, I sought her <laughs> advice on whether I should accept Bitcoin or take, you know, USD fiat. Um, and so she was quite a skeptic around this time as well. Um, and, and so I opted for fiat and I was the first or maybe the only person that the Bitcoin core uh, team had paid uh, in fiat. Um, and so I hope they don't like, uh, <laughs> damn, they probably, <laughs> this guy, this guy too good for our bits. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm embarrassed that like you know this happened, but some of the people that 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 uh, kind of sympathize with me, they they encourage me in the in the fact that um, they probably would have done the same you know back then. So, but like, so what ahead. do you get like in return? Like, do you get all? Do you always get the remote when it's time to choose a Netflix movie now? Because I mean that's a grave <laughs> mistake. Like you gotta get something right? you always choose the restaurant like what where, where do you go so, so okay. she's been very supportive of boat labs let's just put it like that okay <laughs> <laughs> okay and i work okay. as long as and as much as i as i want to so, there you good. go you got got you to fill something and, and 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 you also you also um you know through that you you did some auditing with the the lease authority dudes because i know you did the audit for handshake right that is correct yeah um, and, and so this was uh, this was last year, last summer, actually. So myself, uh, one of my co-founders, uh, Colleen Swanson, um, and a few others of us, um, you know, we just kind of spent some time um, looking at their, you know, code base, the the, the white paper, you know, the design, um, and, and gave them a, a nice report on some of the things that that could be improved. It was, it was a real fun experience because um, that was probably the the biggest project, you know, end to end that was doing something really, really innovative and ambitious. Um, and, you know, I, I was really proud of, of that work. And that's how I got to meet uh, Andrew Lee, 
uh, one of the the founders of that project. Uh, and and so and you know it's been it's been quite a wait, ride. Did you take, wait, did you take Bitcoin for that payment or not? <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't offered, so oh, it, it might <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would have if, if that was on the table, definitely. But that was fiat as well. Um, but all of this consulting work, you know, really got me uh, interested and more um, aware of the potential for for cryptocurrencies uh, and blockchain applications in general. Um, you know, handshake being uh, something that's trying to uh, disrupt, you know, how we handle DNS, right, uh, or, or the domain name system, um, and like it's been it's been quite a journey. Um, but I've, I've since, since I jumped sounds in. Sounds like sounds oh, like a journey. <laughs> yeah, but since I since I started uh, Bolt Labs, you know, I've I've met a lot of people um, and a lot of uh, interesting projects uh, along the way, um, and I'm really really bullish on on the the space um, layer one, layer two, uh, even layer three, right? Um, so I mean, it's uh, we're gonna definitely parse all those things and and how uh, what we're doing, you know, ties in. But it's been a fun ride so far. Apologies for the long intro. <laughs> no, man, no, that's that's. I mean, like, usually folks are just like keep it a little bit too succinct, and like you know, kind of the whole point of us always asking that question is just just like see where people's minds are in crypto and kind of what inspired them to kind of go into it for the long haul. Because you know, a lot of our guests are like, you know, they're they're in this, they're in it, you know, they're not getting out. And right. so, you know, it's, 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 it's important for us to just like really understand that. So, you know, you came in, you were skeptical, you can't, you did, you did, you did, you did your, did your duty, did you turn down some Bitcoin and that's okay. Um, <laughs> and, and, but you saw, you know, you ultimately kind of saw the light. And of course, now you've got a firm in the space. So, you know, I'm going to let uh, D and, you know, Petty kind of like take it from here, but I'll go ahead and lead in uh, with the kind of the first question here is, uh, you know, explain to us. Uh, what's the elevator pitch on what Bolt Labs is you know, seeking to accomplish? Because you guys are building on Zcash, but you're also looking at other chains too. You know what I mean? So kind of right. tell us what the thesis is. Yeah, so our thesis really is around, uh, you know, the fact that privacy is a right, a human right. Um, it, it enables freedom. Uh, you know, you shouldn't be uh, defined by your payments. Um, and we're at a point in time where, you know, privacy is, is often classified as a feature, as something that you add on at the end and not a thing that should be in there by default. You know, Zcash has, has done uh, great work in, in changing that narrative um, and proving that it can be done efficiently, but, you know, there's still a lot of challenges. And so Bolt is, is trying to be part of the solution um, at layer two, and because layer two is, is going to become the, the gateway for a lot of crypto users um, and, it also needs to be private by default. Um, and so I can explain, obviously, the, the, the challenges with the existing Lightning Network um, and, and the specific thing that we're changing um, to uh, improve the privacy uh, and the anonymity properties. Um, but, you know, the, the short pitch is just that, like, we're, we're building a chain agnostic um, way to do privacy that is uh, free from, uh, you know, uh, trust polarizing trust assumptions uh, being like trusted setup. Now, that's not to say that trusted setup isn't required, obviously. I mean, at layer one, it is uh, for what we can do efficiently. But um, there's been a lot of work uh, to improve that with things like Sonic um, and some more recent work with Plunk. Um, and, and please don't ask me to uh, <laughs> That's <laughs> a whole episode in itself. Who, who, I mean, yeah. Sonic makes sense, but who comes up with names like Plunk? <laughs> Same guy that came up with the word snark? Right. <laughs> Right. 
Right, but the, Got but the nerds. <laughs> yeah, engineers are not good at naming things. I have so I have so many questions. Um, unfortunately, the majority of them are not don't pertain to Bolt. But like what you touched on there for a second was um, like what you're trying to build. Is it, it it's compatible with what Bitcoin Lightning is? Um, are you adding on to that? Are you trying to change how they're doing things so that they can? I mean, kind of add a f add privacy feature to what they're doing now. Like, can you explain a little bit more about how your like maybe what the problems with Lightning are now and how and what you are trying to do to change them? Could you mention that as well? Yeah. So you know the the original uh, problem that that Matt Green and Ian Myers, like the co-founding scientists at Zcash, identified with Lightning, was that like the protocol uh, is. Uh, is symmetric. So we, if I establish a payment channel with you, and let's say you're a hub, um, you know the the state that is uh, that is maintained off chain uh, is updated in a symmetric fashion. So every payment that I make, you have that same record. Mm -hmm. um, and so when you translate to this to I'm using my channel, which again is supposed to be used for a lot of different uh, purposes. If I'm using that channel, you know, uh, to buy groceries, to you know, pay my light bill, et cetera, et cetera, for various applications, you know, the 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 hub that I'm communicating with will have, you know, all of this information. And, and we've seen how, um, you know, how folks have, have responded to, for example, Facebook, um, you know, launching a, a currency and, uh, and it's really coming down to trust. Right. And so trust and privacy, in my view, are, um, are, are go hand in hand. And so uh, the specific problem with, with lightning, um, is that while it, it is advertised as private, which is true in the sense that the um, the transactions are maintained between myself and you, you being the hub, um, the the problem is that like the Lightning Network itself, you know, can uh, be monitored, and and you could have um, you know bad actors that are essentially part of you know a payment path um, that could potentially you know collude and and learn about your uh, spending uh, with your channel, um, and I think. You know we can do a bit better um, by removing this symmetry in in channels. Um, this ability to like, you know, that every every state update um, is seen by both sides, and so that's the fundamental thing that we're doing differently with Bolt. And that one side um, is, uh, is 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 doing the state transition and proving in zero knowledge that you know it's a valid state transition. And you know, so we're using things like. Uh, blind signatures, uh, commitments, and you know very basic uh, zero knowledge proofs to essentially achieve th this um, type of payment channel. Um, and and so when you expand this to um, a hub model, you know what you end what you end up having is I can pay uh, you, uh, Corey, uh, without uh, the hub learning how much I paid you. And the only thing that they learn is that the fees were paid. Um, you know, for that particular uh, payment that they routed. Um, and so this, I think, our approach, I think, is is still compatible with, with how Lightning uh, works. Um, and we've been proving that uh, with our research and development over the last uh, several months. So, I mean, there's, 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 there's got to be a reason that they engineered the Lightning Network to be symmetrical. So where's the loss when you so make it asymmetric? Where's the give and take? So the, the loss is the fact that the, the hub doesn't know the current balance of the channel. Um, they, the, the, their ability to close the channel um, is no longer uh, the same uh, as, uh, as it is, you know, how Lightning is designed. So what that means is that like um, one side, so the customer side uh, can close, but the, with, with the current, you know, the most recent uh, 
state of the channel, but the the merchant or the hub will have to broadcast like a shadow uh, transaction that pays them the full uh, channel balance, and then the customer has to correct that because they they are the 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 ones that know like that specific information uh, or or have that record, um, and so that's the loss that you have this with this asymmetry. The merchant no longer behaves um, like like it would um, in, in Lightning because everything is so. So in, in Lightning, either side uh, can initiate you know closing the channel. Do you have a Do you have any reason to believe that merchants will still want to do this? I mean, that seems like it's a it's quite a bit of balance of power in the hand of the user, which is great. But um, in order for it to have adoption, you need people to accept things, and if you have these correct. types of maybe potential issues or lack of ability or lack of transparency on a merchant side, people aren't going to accept these types of payments. What, what do you, how do you, how do you, how do you work with that? So the, the, the way we deal with that is that like when the, the channel gets established, the uh, customer gives to the merchant like a uh, sort of like a, a, some collateral, which basically means that, you know, they can, you know, broadcast um, this uh, transaction to the network anytime they want to close and it pays them the full uh, balance of the channel. And so what that essentially, it's, it's basically the trade-off we make, um, you know, in, the, in that like the customer is maintaining this record of, of transactions and is basically uh, proving in zero knowledge that like each, each state transition um, is, is correct and, and valid. Um, and so like, because we, we want a future in which, you know, the channels are used for various things, um, you know, the ability for the merchant to just fulfill, so, so the hub to fulfill their role of routing payments, you know, that is really all that they need to do. They don't really need to be able to track, you know, all of the, uh, all of the uses of that channel, you know, if the user doesn't uh, want to disclose that information. Um, and so with, with, with the proofs, the way they're structured, um, we're able to, you know, um, we're able to do things like, you know, prove that like the 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 record of transactions um, aren't to individuals on some blacklist. So when it comes to satisfying the law, we can actually use it as a tool, you know, to check off those boxes, you know, to protect, um, you know, the the hub from um, any uh, any 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 uh, uh, excuse me any any issues with respect to to the law. Yeah. Hmm. So would you say that kind of your core focus here obviously uh, outside of just making things more private for both like the end users and you know and, you know via like payments but what what about the the business case here right so i've been working with the connects guys on layer two mm -hmm. stuff for a while and we just got to the point where i think they signed something earlier this week with everyone else working on state channel stuff token or not um to basically standardize around like just conditional payments like generalized like kind of like state channel scheme right. and you know but there's but there's, there's 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 two sides of this there is the let's reduce overhead let's make it as private as possible let's make it as conditional and extendable as possible but then there's the other mandate on the other side of that which is the business case because mm -hmm. you can have something zk roll up any sort of whatever and you can reduce your lower overhead you can have all sorts of great scalability and privacy and da 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 but for large enterprises, there has to be something for them to buy it at on their end because there, no matter what, there's going to be administrative-related costs if they want to utilize such features outside of just a generalized consumer. Mm -hmm. so, so, so what have been your kind of like mental models around 
the sustainability of the business case. Cause that's what I think that like, it's, it's all well and good that everyone wants to do the privacy part. And we all know the importance of that, but, but how, how do you sell the businesses on caring about your privacy? Yeah, that, that is a great question. Um, and something that we've been uh, thinking about, you know, for the past, uh, you know, since we, we raised our seed round um, and, you know, the, part of the, the goal has been to look at, you know, what, people are using payment channels for and state channels. Um, you know, I, I didn't mention this earlier, but our goal is to adapt Bolt to work not only for payments, but for state. And the, the same techniques are the same. Um, you know, the design is slightly different, but you know, the, the, the goal is still the same. Uh, and so for Connect, for example, I mean, part of the, the cool uh, thing that I've been seeing is just the, the fact that they're embedded in a lot of wallets and, and a lot of, um, like they, they're solving the usability problem um, as a starting point mm-hmm. um, and getting it into the hands of users. And so what we've been trying to learn and uncover, um, not only with the, the Lightning Network, uh, but see how people are using, uh, you know, channels. And so one of the, the things that we've been looking at is like, okay, are, are payments, are payment paths short or long, right, in practice? Uh, are people trying to, to route large amounts of money or, or small? Um, are people using, you know, channels for trading? or or not you know and you know when you think about uh self-custody trading you know layer two is is often the the place where you can build uh those kind of uh solutions uh you know efficiently now this doesn't actually require you know privacy um um at first but like in general we're we're learning from you know the uh, evolution of of lightning its growth um the merchants that are adopting it um, and so we think that the value for uh, privacy will will learn more about that, uh, you know, over the next uh, year or so. Um, and so for us, our strategy really is, you know, looking at the networks that are uh, have uh, sufficient liquidity, sufficient uh, amount of users using it for various applications, and trying to uh, see, you know, on the business side, you know, how um, if a service was introduced that gave them the ability to move uh, value privately, you know, what they would be willing to pay for it. Um, and, and so we, we, we don't have a, you know, final answer on what the business model will be, but we are, um, mm-hmm. you know, learning, uh, iterating uh, in terms of our understanding of where the, where the users are going to come from uh, and understanding why they would uh, prefer to, to use uh, um, Bolt versus, you know, the existing, um, uh, channels and the way they're set up and this fact that they're not like private by default. Um, and so to, to kind of ease this, this friction, you know, the, the, the best way we can go about it is by enabling as an option and then uh, understanding, um, how to market to the users that, um, mostly business users and, and the business use cases, um, that would allow us to maximize, um, you know, the value that we've created and capture that value. So it's an ongoing thing. Um, but I, I think we we are um, at the phase where you know we we are getting ready to um, you know figure out which projects would would give us the the best answers you know to these questions. All right. So, or you got something? Yeah, I do. The website looks sexy. Um, where are you? Thank you? Where are you in terms of making these pictures on your website a reality? So we're, we're still at the protocol development stage um, and building all of the things that are behind the scenes um, that, you know, users don't interact with directly. 
Um, we've been uh, talking to, to wallet uh, builders and developers as well, and you know, trying to uh, leverage, I guess, the the work that people have been doing around you know the Lightning um, ecosystem, the Lightning Network ecosystem, and uh, trying to make things as uh, applicable to us as it is to them, uh, in the sense that like there should be no um, uh, difference in the UX, um, and so we're you know we're we're trying to to, to prove that, um, and you know our reference implementation has been you know based on the the Zcash uh, blockchain uh, mainly for the reason that um, you know they enable private transactions, which for Bolt um, is is uh, important for you know breaking the linkability between the identity of the person funding the channel and the payments that they make on the channel. Like mm -hmm. we we don't want their on-chain identity to be linkable to their off-chain identity from the mm -hmm. you know from the public standpoint. Um, and mm -hmm. so um, it, it it's a it's a requirement, but like we can get around that. Um, so for say Bitcoin, you know, we don't necessarily um, uh, need it to be private, you know, to use, uh, to use Bolt. And so, you know, we're basically exploring, you know, the different uh, ways we could deploy it uh, without, um, you know, restricting, uh, you know, our, our ability to apply this to every chain. Hmm. So to, uh, go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, Mackie, maybe, that business case that you were just talking to just hasn't emerged yet. But I did have a conversation with like a youngster this past weekend, like way young, like 18 years old, which usually is, they just happened to be at this party I was at. And he said something that blew my mind. I was like, I was actually complaining like an old person does. And I was like, what's the point of having all of these like social media accounts? Like, I just don't get it. What's the point? Like just one's fine. And he was like, well, why have one personality when you can have five? And I was like, what? And then <laughs> yeah, I sat five. back and I realized I was like, well, wait a second. He could be on to something. And maybe yeah. like there's a business case that could emerge from people that want to keep there, their different. I got something to say about separate, that. That so. is a, that is an interesting point. So, so again, you know, hang out with a lot of, you know, younger folks, you know, 2021, 20, 22, always talking to these young founders. And this is an interesting thing I picked up. So when it comes to identity, and privacy, you know, everyone will have like their own main Instagram, for instance, and then they'll have what they call Finstas, their fake Instagram, which is <laughs> the one that is so kind of like how you don't want to add your parents on Facebook. You have right. another version of your personality, your yourself, the pseudo enemy that you can take on, and that's why you see all these cartoon meme accounts, all this sort of stuff. Is I even find myself guilty of that. I cannot be my own person and really explore intellectually. And talk about things that I want to talk about under my own persona. And in the same case, when it, uh, you know, it's, as younger people, they really do respect their privacy. Um, and you know, I'm, you know, I guess like a, a later stage sort of like millennial, right? And I'm, you know, my girlfriend is like, I guess Gen Z. She's like 24, and like the difference in perspectives on privacy are completely different. And, you know, the, what they put out there, obviously, you know, we, we were mindful of the types of information that we put out there and social media and stuff. But for them, it's it's like out of the gate. It's we're going to separate those two different things. So so you have a, a, a generation that's coming up where privacy innately and everything that they do is important. So really, I think, yeah, to like the business case there is just like further empowering um, that narrative, which is everything should be private. And, uh, you know, whether we it's should like, have the choice, sorry, to yeah, you should have, yeah, you should have that, that choice for that privacy. Now to monetize privacy is a difficult thing because in the real it world, is. usually you need to have 
someone's information or data, you need something to monetize. And if you don't know who you're interacting with, you know, all you're doing is just shuffling numbers around. And um, so, yeah, no, I just I, I think that was a really interesting point, D, because it's, it's, it's everyone cares about privacy, but I don't think people are quite aware in what ways and aspects that's yeah. really important. And I think as we all figure that out, the business cases for, you know, more privacy related payments and conditional payments and state and da 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 are definitely going to come to fruition. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting well to think about. I interrupted you, though, Mackie, you were going to you were going to ask. A oh, question. no, you're all good. You're all all good. All good. And so, yeah, my question was, and more so just like, just to educate the audience. So, you know, uh-huh. Zcash is, you know, very similar to Bitcoin, fork from it, novel changes, of course. Um, but, you know, obviously there's presents things like the malleability fix and da 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 da. Right. How does Zcash's roadmap line up with what Bolt Labs is trying to do? Because you've got the friction that's going on right now and like kind of, you know, don't want to be political, but you got this friction going on right now and like kind of, you know, Zcash is like dev fun and that sort right. of stuff like that. So like, how are you positioning yourself and your firm to, you know, kind of like flex with how everything is going to mature? Yeah. So, I mean, we, we've been trying to prepare for all scenarios um, and, and trying to be um, uh, chain agnostic. Um, and so what that means is that like we're, we're building a reference implementation on Zcash, uh, but we're also um, working on a chain agnostic version that doesn't require on-chain changes. And the, Proposals that we've submitted to um, the Zcash uh, zip process um, are being considered for NU4, unfortunately, which is part of the the Dev Fund, um, you know, uh, proposal suite. And it's you know th- while that's getting a lot of the attention, um, you know, the Bolt proposal is also there, and you know we've been getting some feedback uh, from the engineers. Um, and so our our goal really is to continue to to, to work um, with the engineers to uh, try to build this on top of Zcash. Um, but the the timelines uh, might not work uh, for uh, us uh, in terms of the you know our our overall timeline for deployment and, and, and getting this into the hands of users. And so we are basically leaving options on the table uh, in terms of, you know, other projects that um, would be able to iterate faster uh, to uh, get us uh, basically uh, supported on chain. Um, and so um, before I, I explain, you know, why we're going with this approach, you know, the, the first uh, thing that we've been, you know, talking about is like this blind signature, zero knowledge proof and commitment uh, set of techniques for Bolt. Um, that the the blind signature uh, part of that is what needs to be uh, validated on chain, um, and obviously not not everyone would be able to, you know, change their blockchain, you know, to support this. So Zcash has been uh, kind enough to, you know, consider this. Um, but like we understand that other projects would not necessarily uh, pursue that. So, you know, we're basically building um, two uh, versions of the protocol that gives us this optionality. Um, and so while the first is is essentially, you know, in uh, proof of concept uh, mode and, and, you know, ready to, to test, um, the second version is being designed uh, right now. And, and we're hoping to have a paper that, that goes along with that, um, that, that shows how this can be done on top of Bitcoin. Um, a lot of this takes time and, you know, uh, you know, the, 
the the unfortunate side is that the, the chain agnostic solution is slightly slower uh, or is going to be slower than the first version um, and that's because of the nature of the fact that we're using glide signatures for the on chain for the version that that requires on chain changes um, and the one that doesn't um, we're using you know a secure multi party computation to uh, produce these signatures um, that are just standard uh, and validated as you know a standard multi sig um, which is what Lightning is 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 based on, um, and mm -hmm. so whether it's a multi-sig um, wallet or or contract, you know, it's still going to be the same um, process. And so this alternative version is the one that we think you know will be able to work with any any chain um, and you know allow us to um, deploy much sooner than you know anything that would require hard fork or um, or uh, specific changes. And so, but that's independent of the challenges that, that Zcash has in terms of transaction malleability, um, you know, that is 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 a uh, leftover from you know the fact that it was uh, the project was forked from Bitcoin pre Segwit, um, and so you know those are the things that are uh, impacting our ability to um, deploy uh, a safe uh, version of Bolt um, that doesn't you know compromise users' funds, and so you know they are exploring a number of solutions that would allow us to address the transaction malleability fix. Um, I don't have any guarantees on when those fixes will be rolled out, um, but my hope is at least that, you know, because it, it not only benefits Bolt, but it benefits, you know, anyone that's doing any type of cross-chain, um, uh, building anything related to cross-chain uh, assets and, and, and so like pegging and, and, and all of those uh, techniques uh, become possible when you don't have a malleability problem. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's, a, it's an important thing that I'm hoping that they address um, in, the, in the not too distant future. So what would you say is kind of the most important lesson that you've learned through this process of diving into crypto, putting your head in here and seeing exactly, you know, where it is you align with the space and whether or not this is actually something you see being successful long term. So you've come to that conclusion, but what what have you picked up and learned along the way, whether it's like being from being chain agnostic and, and really just trying to build the, the best privacy tech for what works for people? And like, what what what's something that kind of has stood out for you that you feel mm -hmm. is like important important that could maybe someone could take that and run with it? Yeah. So this one is a is a hard lesson, um, and it, it applies to you know folks coming out of academia more so. Um, and that is like just because you have a technical um, solution that that is a breakthrough doesn't you know that's not the only thing that's important, right? You, you have to think about your community. You got to think about um, all of the uh, other aspects to get the user to appreciate um, what the, the innovation. And so, um, you know, spending as much time as you do on building the technical solution um, as you do on understanding your user and, you know, the, the market that you're trying to enter is, is, is something that is sticking with me. Um, and, you know, it, we're, you know, one of our mantras as a team is that we'll get there, but like, you know, we, we understand that like we have to kind of keep an open mind, not be biased um, in terms of, you know, where we think um, a uh, potential path will lead, um, you know, like just remove our personal biases out of it and just understand the market that we're entering, the users that we're trying to reach um, and making them uh, understand that privacy, privacy is important, but not communicated in, in this in the sense that it's just a feature like it's uh, they it needs to be uh, you know combined with with other things or packaged with other things um, that you know make it 
make it attractive to them. And so um, I know this is this is definitely uh, not new, but it, you know, for for some, I'm a first-time founder, and and it's obviously not uh, you know something that 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 is a limitation or anything, but it's it's something that that I've learned just as a result of of, of building a startup with my team um, and kind of just looking at um, the the path to uh, deployment and and the kind of uh, market that we're trying to enter. I'd call that yeah. a valuable lesson across um, this space in particular. Most of the things that mm-hmm. I've I've interviewed, talked to, read about, so on and so forth, are typically built by engineers with technology first and the amount of attention spent on the market and the end user's experience altogether is is, is, is lacking in comparison to the former. So right. it's definitely a valuable lesson. I think we could all learn from that. Yeah. That's, that's it. That's it. You do have the, I guess, as, as it turns out, another really awesome Nigerian cryptographer out there working on Lightning. Absolutely. Is there anything? Is there <laughs> anything that you have picked up from Lightning that you that you think you think that they've done well that you would like to mimic with what it is you're doing at Bolt? Aside from the fact that y'all's names are pretty close, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I but I but I know I know Lalu very well, and he yeah. he doesn't. Uh, yeah, so, you know, yeah. Uh, so, so from from talking to Laulu, I mean, the thing that I appreciate about him is just the the level of excellence um, that that he um, that he that that he goes about um, his business with, you know. And um, obviously, you know, that that's true for a lot of people. But you know, with with him, you know, I think since uh, I met him, well, I, I didn't meet him like in person until last year. But like, I've been following him since like 2015, and just kind of watched his growth. You know, and and his nonstop like, you know, attitude and, and tenacity and and just you know not you know relenting when it comes to building you know what he thought was uh, something that was going to change change the game and and so just to see th- his impact the, the growth um, his accomplishments you know I'm 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 super proud to to even be able to call him you know a friend uh, and, and someone that I know um, but like I'm just you know amazed at at, at his mind and and someone that is is highly underrated in this space um, you know, obviously that's changing. Um, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. Shout out I, to, I told her, I told him that a long time ago. I was like, man, you're going to be, going to be real big. He's like, nah, man, nah, nah. And then, then, you know, everything yeah, blew up. He's, with, he's like, a humble leader. Like, really so, so ridiculous. We were literally just hanging out eating grits the other day. And, <laughs> and I was like, uh, I was like, how old are you again, Lalu? I like, I'm yeah. like, remind me because sometimes I like, you know, he, he's an advisor for my company. And sometimes I have conversations with a lot of like a lot of really young brilliant people in the space and it really like damn i it pushes me to want to be better mm-hmm. because i'm like man like this guy is not only extremely humble very intelligent uh, you know but he he's just the professionalism and the swag and the he's you know there's, there's, there's yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a really nice great, guy genuine so it's ridiculous yeah. so you know and, and, and i feel the same about you and what you guys are doing io um you know and i, and I just this is the same as lalua yeah they definitely think you guys are gonna find a lot of success yeah. Um, and we'll be saying very similar things about you uh, once we glow you up on Twitter. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. So, so I mean, it, it's great that there are at least from a layer two perspective. You know, Arjun and them, those guys are killing it. You are killing it on the privacy end. Lightning, they're killing it. So I'm very, very bullish on layer two and its maturity and where it's going. Um, where that's going to lead into layer three, we'll see. Still think it's a little bit early to be thinking about that. Maybe like another like six, eight months. But um, you know, definitely, I think we got we got some we got at least three hitters that I know are really gonna like you know bring it. So you know, thank you for 
your time on the show today to have this discussion with us and like fill us in. It's always great to learn more about, you know, kind of the bleeding edge stuff on the privacy end. And, you know, I, I hope, and I know that you guys are going to like find your success and find your niche that works like really well. And uh, yeah, when you, when you guys get up and rolling, whether it's on Zcash, Ethereum, what, what have you, we'll ha have you back on in the future and sort of like break down on, on where things are going to go next. So right. yeah, thanks for, thanks for your time today. And uh, we'll be talking to you again real soon. Over. I appreciate you guys so much. And uh, thanks for the opportunity to come on in and talk about, you know, what we're working on. So highly yeah. appreciate it. Is there anything you want to leave the audience with as far as like to check out you know, your website, you know, Twitter, anything like that, anything you want to plug? Um, I think you've, you've already done a nice job of plugging in everything I was going to plug. Um, but I'm on Twitter. Uh, I'm not as active, <laughs> but like I'm, I'm, I'm learning to, uh, you know, uh, reach my audience through the platforms that I'm connected to. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, definitely want to do some more blogging, um, you know, to, to just make Bolt more accessible to our users that, that we're hoping to reach. Um, but yeah, so we have a lot that, that we're uh, working on um, and I'm excited about the future and, you know, appreciate it again. Yeah, and opportunity. of course, nice. of course, thank you so much. And I'm going to do something a little bit differently that I don't normally do. Um, closing out the show here and I'm just going to give the audience some homework. Um, and since we're, since we're up on Spotify and everything now, uh, depending on where you're listening to this from, uh, make sure you, you know, look up block channel, find block channel, whatever it is, subscribe, etc., um, so that you can get these directly, you know, to you as soon as they come out. And the same with the Bitcoin podcast from D and Petty on their side, what, the Bitcoinpodcast.com. <laughs> yep, you know, uh, trying to get these plugs in there. Trying to, I, I don't want to be obnoxious like a YouTube creator, but I'm gonna do it. So, yeah. so please click subscribe. Please, please click yeah, subscribe. Yeah. Please click and subscribe and leave a comment. Uh, tell me what you like. Uh, uh, but yeah, so again, thank you, Io, and we'll have you back on again real soon, man. And and you know, thank God you bless. And and you know, best of luck. Likewise. Talk to you guys soon. I just cannot let you down.